welcome to this special edition of Savanting the Idiot. I'm your host, Soundsational Sense, and I have a special guest with us on the line. Speak or forever hold your uh, peace. Yep. Make your presence known. This is bro. Alex. <laughs> your uh, brother from the same mother. Brother from the same mother. So this happens to be um, a behind-the-scenes producer of the show, actually. We've never mentioned him in the past before, but now he's showing up. Which he has, he actually has a great idea. He has questions to address. And the logic behind this is that maybe all our podcasts up to this point have generated a few questions that he's gathered up, that he's actually not only a fellow producer of the show, he's the biggest fan of the show. And then there's questions that arise from particular podcasts that he's going to attempt to pitch at me, and I'll try my best to answer those questions. Yep, so this will either be a tremendous success or or a big disaster. Failure, epic fail. So So anyway, go ahead. You're ready for me? Of course. All right. So anyway, um, listening to previous shows... Uh, with uh, DMD, he introduced himself and like right off the bat gave his, you know his history, where he came from, how he got his his nickname and whatever. And I don't think you ever addressed how you got your nickname or oh, or I... one of your many nicknames. Welcome to the verbal <laughs> mosh pit that is Alex and Sensei having a conversation. Welcome Go. to Alex's attempt to uh, to spoil my anonymity and behind <laughs> all. The nicknames, that is the enigma of Sensational Sense. But to be honest with you, Sense is an actual uh, derivative of my actual name that we don't have to go into. But the funny thing is, before then, I had another nickname, a family nickname. And in the old days, I guess they would say it's Chencho. There's variations (laughs) on the great Chencho. But anyway... So that was not exactly what my nickname, my family nickname was. I actually got renamed the nickname Sense when we moved to uh, uh, Royal Country in Carroll City, borderline uh, Miami Lakes or whatever. My parents wanted Miami to get Gardens. out of yeah. My parents wanted to get out of the bad neighborhood of Homestead and move to the better neighborhood of Carroll City, <laughs> the, the worst neighborhood. <laughs> Possible. Anyway, there was a community pool. And if you remember, Amy, that's the first time we saw... Man, this chick, she blew my mind as soon as I saw her. She had a banging body all filled out in all the right places. She had these fucking burning green eyes, you know, uh, like dirty blonde hair. I mean, she... Just my type, so to speak. And she was instantly flirting with you and I. And she was asking me my nickname, but of course, Chench or anything like that. It's hard if you're, you know, if you've never heard a nickname like that, you're trying to figure out what the fuck are you saying? And I kept saying my nickname and she goes, finally, she goes, Sense? And I got so (laughs) fucking aggravated. I said, yes, that's, that's my name, Sense. But inadvertently, she named me and I liked that right away. I was like, you know what? I think I from now on I shall be sense. So then I was sense, which made more sense as as opposed to a derivative of my actual name. But then 
I found out as I went on, like that was a long time ago. Then cents became in style. Fifty cent, sent this, sent that, sent that, and I thought it Sense was a real Yeah, and I thought it was. <laughs> and I, I, I'm the one who gave you the the sensei nickname, which I think is appropriate. Well, I mean, we could go through that too. I mean, you just started calling me sensei. That's a like I said, as a there's a long thing to these nicknames, and I totally did not expect you to ask me about that because it's funny it could be a long fucking topic which usually wouldn't be long for for people but for somebody like me it just happens to be a long story short with sensational sense i had to put out my first ep when i went to register it devious <laughs> yes see isn't it yes it is my first yeah EP. Can, can you still buy that online yes you can i know you could look it up and find it but um, it's not anything that I'm super proud of. It was my first work, and it was I was developing a home studio before it was, uh, you know, this big thing. Like everybody has a home studio now. I was doing it back a long time ago. You could check that EP; it still has the date on it. I think it's 2005. But the technology hadn't evolved yet. It was starting to cater to people like me that were trying to build. It home still studios. has your phone number on it, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, you're just outing me left and right here. <laughs> this is guerrilla journalism here. I'm, I might have to fucking cut this interview short right quick. No, That's what, you could edit. Well, look, the editing process will be short. It's fine. It's Except fine. More, let, me, let me just go on. shows because you could just delete it. But here's the point. I thought that I invented the name Soundsational because I was trying to be real quick. I was like, what am I going to put in front of Sense? I can't release it as Sense. Everybody's Sense now by the time. And I thought that was an original name. And I thought it, it, almost in an instant, I was like, Soundsational. That sounds cool. And no one else is going to have that. So I, 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 in an instant, I decided Soundsational Sense, that's my new fucking tag name. So that's what I put on the EP and I released it and no one else had that name. So it was able to, you know, how they try to say, oh, this name has already been used. That name has already been used. But that name hadn't. And then afterwards, I didn't know that Soundsational as a word was already invented in the realm of, you know, Disney. Because they, not that they, coin, they did coin the phrase, but they, I don't think they really care too much about it because they use it for the Soundsational Parade. And I didn't know that. It's just a fucking coincidence. It's very hard to be original. Every time you think that you're coming up with something, you know, it's already been invented thousands of times over. It's just like that old adage. There's nothing new under the sun. It's very hard to find an original name when it comes down to anything. So anyway, I dubbed myself Soundsational Sense in desperacy to release my first EP, which that EP was recorded on a the first or one of the first digital four tracks which was actually digital and had a little disc in it and i was using at that time it was called fruity loops and i was using that to make my beats i remember fruity loops hadn't evolved yet so they didn't have a producer side it wasn't a full-fledged doll so to speak so i was transporting the beats that i made out of fruity loops fruity loops into the digital four track and I was using a karaoke, one karaoke microphone, nothing fancy. And that's how I recorded everything off that one karaoke microphone into the digital four track. No preamps, no compressors. I had no idea what the fuck I was doing. You know, none. But at least. But you made you made a very original body of work. And that was like the beginning of it. It's creative and you won't hear anything like that anywhere else. So, Like I said, I'm not super proud of it i know it has its flaws and there's a definite there's a definite t 
taste to it. Uh, the other day I was watching this thing that I didn't know existed where there's these things that are, are they're called, um, I don't know, it's supposed to be, there's a whole like style for oblivious musicians and it's almost like the joke's on you. The criteria is that the musician that thinks he's doing good shit has to be, be oblivious to the fact that you are doing crazy ass noise shit that there's no category for and therefore <laughs> you, you're in limbo and then they, there's a whole stick on it there's a whole show that's been going on since i don't know the idiots and that's if i was honest with myself you know i i definitely put myself on that show because i thought i was cool when i was doing those songs and i thought they were cool but just my obliviousness to it you know at, at the heart i'm a fucking drummer you know and i was a drummer that 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 had to work by himself because it wasn't always like I could always be in a band. And now EP was the fucking result, you know, me, myself, and I. So it is what it is. So, so enough of the the guerrilla tactics. So, <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> so you don't you don't want your your real nickname out there or your original one. Not 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 really. I mean, like I, I have so many that I, I just okay, yeah. Because it just get it muddies up the water. It's irrelevant. I mean, it, I know that people. If there was, if I really had like a following that were so desperate to know that, then that would really be the time. But you know, nobody gives a shit right now. Well, yeah. Anyway. Well, maybe so, for maybe for the future when somebody yeah. looks back on this and like, <laughs> damn it, what is your original nickname? What was what was he talking about? <laughs> Yeah, then then right. maybe then we'll be ready for that. So then getting on the topic, we talked a whole shitload and we haven't said nothing. Nothing. That's so, what Savanting the Idiot is all about <laughs> anyway. Just yeah. talking and loud and it, ain't saying nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I could bring to the table here. More of the Savant side or more of the idiot. <laughs> Probably the latter. I think you got it pretty balanced out. <laughs> all right so doug and i think it was episode one he was talking about the first tape that he bought and he was saying i think he was saying it was shana all right i don't even know who that is do you know who shana is <laughs> shana well i didn't expect to be asked too many questions about doug because you know doug is an enigma in and of to himself <laughs> he's he's an enigma wrapped in a mystery <laughs> <laughs> And then some, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I, so the first tape that I bought was Warrant Cherry Pie. Oh, did you talk about the first tape that you bought? Well, I mean, we've been, we've shared. It's unique because then it's funny because then we get to reminisce and actually look back. But of of course, I was. I remember when you bought that tape. You were the. It's funny because you were the one that would actually. If you had spare money, you would actually spend it on music. And I was the musician. It's it's very ironic in that fact. Not that you're not a musician. You know how to play the guitar and all that. But I had the dream to be the rock star. You never had a rock star dream. But you actually spent whatever spare change in that. And, and you know that we grew up poor. So money shit. was hard to come by. Exactly. For but yeah. you would scrounge it up and you would actually buy music, which I... It like I said, that's ironic. I wouldn't I wouldn't be the one to buy the music. So then when you bought bought the music, we would just listen to it till the tape literally popped. And exactly. I remember that. run the tape and people these days, or at least the younger kids, don't even know probably what a tape is. It's like when we heard of an eight track back in the day, because now all the music's digital. Exactly. But yeah, Cherry Pie, I remember that. She's my 
cherry yeah. pie. I actually, I only bought three tapes that I can remember. And Body Count. Uh, Body was, Count by Ice-T. Yeah. I'll never and forget Metallica, that. The Metallica album with Enter Sandman on it. And freaking, yeah. I memorized every word, every lyric on that tape. And the funny thing is, I wouldn't even listen to rock if it wasn't for you. Cause, and you mentioned it on one of your shows. I was into R&B music. Mm-hmm. But you were always into to, to the rock and into the drumming and all that crap. So you got me into it. It's starting, you know, way back when. I mean, our, this isn't our first show that we're on together. I mean, we did. Uh, you and the I PTL have been doing Club. shows since before <laughs> shows were shows. Before the internet made this whole Wayne's World thing. Like when Wayne's World came out, Wayne, we resonated with Wayne's World because we knew exactly what that was about. Because you and I and Philip, which happens to be a very good friend of both of ours, a childhood friend that we grew up with hit with him since uh the fourth grade and he happens to be uh, a, a you know a very talented bass player a fellow musician artist and all that you know but uh, as far as that goes you know uh, uh shit man well we 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 had wfart we had the ptl club now and then- you, you reeled me back in and that's what i was that's what i was trying to get into that when we were just little jits, we used to get a tape recorder and we made up our own station. We called it WFART, the fart station. And you're talking about kids that are, you know, that's, you know, a long time ago. Yeah, we had our own podcast back then. Exactly. <laughs> before not the a internet, way to get it out there. Before the internet existed, the, the thing we were doing, we were creating content, but we did not have a way to release the content because we were so far ahead of our time. We were doing, we were recording all these shows with VHS tapes, with cassette recorders. We were writing, we were inventing our own shows, and, entertaining and it's a ourselves. Known fact that 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 we had uh, Millie Vanilli on the show. Yeah, that was one of the skits. <laughs> that, that was the best interview ever. Yeah, that was great. We Phillip, are twins. Philip <laughs> beat me on that one. That, that, he just pulled that out of thin air with that ad lib shit. Was, I, we are twins. I was born in France. He was born in Germany. It was a very complicated birth. That was my favorite part of that shit. I was like, Jesus was Christ, genius. where the fuck did you just get that, Philip? <laughs> Like he was quick on the update, you know. I was like, man, after that, I was so distracted. It was like, I don't, I, I can't even pull shit out of the ether now. You just shocked me. <laughs> and I tried after that, but it made for a good thing. It, you know, we may pretend we were Millie Vanilli being interviewed. Put, That's just one of the several spray painted mops shenanigans. We spray painted that, that mops with black paint and put them on our head and did the whole Millie Vanilli. That was great. Yeah. Good stuff. Running in place, you know, you can't go wrong with that. That was the that was the <laughs> and the chest move. bump. <laughs> so I think our next show, if we're going in chronological order that we did together, was the the concert at, at the summer camp for that Christian summer camp. Have you ever talked about that? No, I haven't. But yeah, we, we, you and I went to a Christian summer camp. As I think I did talk about that, we were brought up under a strict like Christian background and household, and how mom was always and, like, you know, just and you were playing the drums, and you would church. always wrangle me into your shows. 
So <laughs> you convinced me to get up there to rap, yeah. and so, well, I actually some did things, a rap with. Some things never change. I, I rambled you onto the show today, so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's funny. You, you know, <laughs> it's like so, some things stay the same, but then some things never change. But you're right. I was I was gonna do the, the whole thing, and I and I was beatboxing at the time. I was. Uh, an amateur beatboxer, but I beatboxed so well that it entertained the shit out of the whole like camp. Everybody was getting together around yeah, me they went while crazy. I'm beatboxing on the goddamn mic. And then I was like, and I was, and I knew enough to say that's not enough. I was like, Alex, you have to write a rhyme. You know, you have to. We, we're, you know, they had already. I, I had it inadvertently impressed them so much they were like on saturday we're gonna do this whole concert they put us up on the stage in front of the whole camp and it was just you and i on the stage not knowing what the fuck we're doing i'm just doing beatboxing and you're just going over the rap that you wrote which is which is the fucking genius deliberately like every time i give you these impossible things you're like well what am i gonna do it's like i don't know but we're good we got to go up in two days you better write some shit motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> It's the hip hop radical rap track. The army rap stack. I'm pulling my knife out out of my backpack. Feeling my fingers itch. Feeling the steel twitch. And I don't need no bitch to pull off a mic switch. Yes, I said the word bitch at a Christian concert. <laughs> the kids loved it. And the adults were shocked. I'm sure that went over really well. Yeah, and then the youth pastor grabbed the mic out. After I was finished, they didn't cut me off. <laughs> and then but you know what? The- that, Go ahead. That, now I understand why you had the concussion that summer. You thought you <laughs> slipped. They fucking took you out. <laughs> Molly walked me. <laughs> <laughs> but then, I know now. Now, now we're doing man. an inside thing. But just so everybody knows, it's just funny because at that camp we were having a great time. But there was bunk beds, and Alex had just come out of the community pool, and he was running as fast as he could up the bunk bed, and right at the pinnacle, he slips off and. Go straight to the back of his fucking head, and you yeah. know, that that was it. He was taken out the rest of the, for the rest of the rest of the summer. Max, <laughs> I never even That's realized what you that. Get fool, <laughs> talking about bitch <laughs> on stage at a Christian Christian concert. <laughs> All right, so let's get back on on topic. This is already going to be way too long. So um, Doug, he was talking about the the magazines, right? And he was like, yeah, I was trying to find, get a hold of this person that did this magazine, get a hold of that person who did that magazine, but he never says why. And I'm just assuming that it's because he wanted to get the digital version because he says, I wanted to get rid of those things. I wanted to get rid of them. So I mean, without Doug here, I mean, you could only. Yeah, but I can speculate. But but maybe for a future show, maybe he could clear that up. Like, why was he so desperate to get a hold of them? He want digital copies? Well, yeah, that's what I was going to try. I can only speculate. But yeah, at that point, he has a lot of, you know, you go into his apartment and it, it looks like this old old library where, you know, he 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 has an annex of all these old school things, papers and all that. And almost like you're afraid to open some of them because you think that when it oxidizes, it's going to crumble in your fucking hands. So, (laughs) you know, you have to get the white glove out and and then be and and have a mask and be in a respirator so that you don't fucking, you know, the paper that's so fucking old. Yeah, exactly. It's made of asbestos. But (laughs) 
<laughs> it probably is for that matter. But long story short is, yeah, I, I would imagine that he would try to get a hold of the digital copies of a lot of that, you know, because at least at least you still have proof of the existence of that, you know, but he could attest to it because, you know, everybody knows, you know, he's a, he's he's a labyrinth of musical information. That's why he's on the show. So, I mean, that's that's his expertise. I'm. You know, I'm more of the savanting idiot when it comes to music. In that right, we trade places. And how did you come up with that name, the savanting the idiot for the the podcast? Where'd that idea come out? Well, of? I was inspired by Doug because I've always told. Well, I told him to his face, and I've told it to Richard <laughs> in the band. I was like, you know what, Doug is like an idiot savant. You know, it, it, there's there's some things where he just excels at, and then there's some things where he seems clueless at. And I know. It's it's a well, fucked it's up. A, it's it's about a hundred dollars. Yeah, the most famous uh, savant yeah. is um, Kim Peek. That's yeah. the, that's the guy they based the, but then the real not movie just, Rain Man. It's not, just, but he reminds me of myself at the same time. There's so many, there's so many other points. Like everybody's a different individual, and I consider myself just as diverse. Where there's parts where I seem normal, but then I have my parts of being a, a savanting idiot. I would I would say. Because, you know, shit, sometimes I'm just fucking idiot. For the most part, I'm just an idiot. <laughs> but sometimes I do savant. I'll get, I, and I'll not take that for myself. So, you know, everybody has to have a solid sense of who they are. So I don't take myself too serious. Doug's not taking himself too serious. That's why he agreed on a name, Savanting Idiot. And it wasn't like an inside And it pun. works. It's genius. Exactly. So it, it works on a lot of levels. It applies to just not just me, not just to him, but to everybody else. And, and you know, it, I just thought it was a great name. And you're not going to find that name. It was like totally um, original because, you know, I, every now and then I produce, you know, a golden egg here and there. So, sure. you know, I'm... That's that's the savantness, <laughs> but and like so I said, who, it's who few and far first, between. <laughs> <laughs> who was the first guest on the show? The first guest was a good friend of mine, Gary. What well, I shouldn't say was is a good friend of mine, Gary, and and we Gary talked Clapper, about that, right? Gary Clapper, exactly, and yeah. he happens to be a multi instrumentalist, and it's ironic. Like this studio wouldn't even look the way it does if I hadn't met Gary because. I had very basic recording equipment that Gary was like really into. And he wanted me to tell him, you know, that, well, what's this doing? What's that doing? And I didn't hold it back. It wasn't like I was saying, well, I'm going to reveal my secrets and then there, you'll have no reason to be the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> being my guitar player. I never looked at it like that. It's better that, you know, I gave, I, I, I shared whatever I knew with him because then inadvertently that triggered. Uh, a friendly competition and there's such thing as friendly competition and adverse competition like and the best bands are friendly competitors like led zeppelin every one of those dudes was competing with each other they were all competing for the limelight hey they, like iron iron sharpens iron exactly one man sharpens another exactly so and that's so the difference the if, guy, you, if you have like a, a cooperative competition it works great because all it does is improve everybody's situation yeah everybody gets better it's, not it's, a it's just thing. like i've always been really into sports if you're playing basketball and you're playing with really good people you play up on a level that you don't even know you could play at but if you're playing with suck ass people then you suck ass 
which is true. And that's what I was trying to bring it around. Like Gary would call me. He was like, I got this mic and I got this, I got that. And I would like, well, shit. And I, and then, but, and then he'd show me a recording and, I'd be, and then he'd be like, you know what? And I'd like acknowledge, you know what? He's got a point on this. He's got a point on that. And then, you know, and then I would do my homework and, and come back with this. And I would say, you know what, now, Gary? Is he the same guy? Is he the I same guy this. who said that, that, it, that, um, Equipment is an addiction, but there's no cure for it. Or was of that a different? Of course, it, none other. It, it goes yeah. exactly with what <clears throat> I'm driving. The point that I'm trying to drive. It's like we had yeah. like this thing going between he and I, where we, I would say, "Well, I got." <laughs> I need equipment rehab. Yeah, and then and we both got on that kick. Before we knew it, we couldn't turn back. We were already addicted to purchasing gear. It was like so. Who was who was who was the next guest after Gary? After Gary, that would be uh, George. We had George on. And George is he the one with the great accent? Like yes, Spanish he does accent? happen to have an accent. You know, <laughs> I'm I'm a like an accent kind connoisseur. The accent, I, I just love accents. It's like it could be an English accent, Australian accent, freaking whatever. And and that guy has has a cool accent. And then your last guest. Juan Montoya, he has a cool Spanish accent. I think it's a Spanish accent. Well, I mean, you did listen to the podcast. He was saying how he came from Venezuela. Oh, yeah. And he only speak. he was for a while. He was only speaking Spanish when he talked to his mom. So definitely, definitely well, a Spanish he was, accent. Well, we Doug brought up the, the subject of accents. What Doug was trying to say was that Juan actually developed a, a South style accent when he was over a there. southern spanish accent maybe that's what's so yeah. different about it it's very and very different that's what that was what was doug was pointing out and then you know juan kind of laughed about it and then that he elaborated what he said was because when he was in georgia there was it's not like miami where you know it's we're mm -hmm. not in little you know havana you know which miami is but you know it's like you in miami you have to know Spanish as your main language and everything else is secondary. That's just and no, you know, that's just the way it is. But you go anywhere else and it's different. So, you know, he went to Georgia and just like when us being of Puerto Rican descent, when we were in Philly, it's the same thing. I mean, you can hear us talk right now and you wouldn't be able to tell the difference between us. And I think some people listening that if we talk too fast and we talk over each other, they'll probably lose who's who. Because <laughs> we sound so much alike, who, but they even won't. my kids say that when they hear us on the phone or whatever, they're like, "Oh, you sound just like Uncle Sanch." Yeah. Oops, you bastard! We'll anyway, have to edit that. <laughs> the point is, you you can't tell us, you can't listen to us, and then decipher where the fuck we're from. You might dis so, you might to suffer, you might to suffer. <laughs> yeah, you will suffer. <laughs> That's guaranteed. Whoever's listening to this is suffering. Decipher. <laughs> Our Philly accent, because of course, you know, we, when we left Philly, we were still four. So I believe we still have a little bit of like a tinge. Yeah. You know, yeah. slightly. So for the people out there that don't know, like we have this weird talk, talking style where we jump in and jump out. We're from a family of five. So there's four, uh, well, four brothers besides myself. Yeah, or, We don't have to you know, name everybody in the family. So, no, already, we're not naming yeah. everybody, but. It's it's a verbal mosh pit, you know. So when somebody's yeah, talking, if you want to get your, your word in there, you got to be quick and just slide it in there, like real quick. If there's a half a second pause, you got to get what you have to say in there, or, or you don't get listened to. So anyway, back to the music. 
So Montoya, I'm definitely buying his album. Yeah, that's I might what buy I two, teased. and I'll send I'll send you one because no. I know how stingy you are. No, <laughs> I teased Juan and I said prison rules. <laughs> it's prison rules up in this bitch, but yeah. but he doesn't even he realize. He was a great sport. It, <laughs> it's funny. It's like it's a joke and it's not a joke, but that's actually <laughs> what we used to apply to each other, nigga. If you can't say something. Off the bat, and you can't say it quick, fast, and a hurry, and with some like some demanding listening to it ain't gonna. It, you might as well have just not said anything, and and that's the environment that this show. Don't even give me the mic. You it, already know what I'm. You do. already know what I'm gonna do. But that's the spirit of this show. I it can't help take on that spirit because that's our culture, and not only that, like Doug fits into that culture automatically. Yeah, for he, sure. He, he, he for wasn't. Sure. He doesn't have to have our same background. He just has to have that tenaciousness of like, you know what? I'm ready to get in the verbal ring and go at it with the toughest of the baddest of the baddest. He's got that. He's got that machismo, you know, and he fucking does it. And yeah, but oh, no, it's hell face. I was just watching Guardians of the Galaxy. My my bad on that. Yeah, but uh, (laughs) but all right. So going back. No, but you did mention something. When you said I'm not going to be an asshole, and I, yeah, it's good addressing that. Like you being the, the unseen producer, and that you know you hear a lot of the podcast behind the scenes, and you were reviewing the podcast with Joey Wrecked, and you're like going over that, and you're like, you know what, you sound like such a douche, and I'm like, why? I was like, you couldn't, you couldn't buy your own book. You're gonna wait for Doug, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> to, to, yeah, and exactly. then you're mad at Doug. You're, you're gonna say. If Doug so would just anyway, release so that, that fucking Joey book, knows, I'm buying two copies of the book. I'm buying two <laughs> copies of Montoya's album. I'm sending one to you, and I'm keeping one. So that's that's the next package you yeah, could expect from me. At in the least mail. you're pulling your uh, you're you're pulling your weight. Well, I always I always support the South Florida music scene. I was there yeah. at Churchill's. I More used to hold me. your bass drum so that it won't, wouldn't slide because you're so heavy footed. Yeah, but a lot yeah, of people I, don't realize that, and a lot of people don't believe it. You know, they, oh, they yeah. just think that to, I'm making stories up. And like, oh, yeah, right. Sitting in front of the bass drum. Talk about loud. Holy crap. So, oh, yeah, this is something that was missed. That I was like, how did you not get that? The whole show, Joe erect. I did it's not. not. that he was wrecked. He was erect. Joe erect. That's That was the whole phallus story that he was trying to bring it around because yes. they went to build those from the, the stage and all that. So that was actually that's actually pretty clever. I like that. I Joey erect. I get it. After you broke it down for me, then now you just <laughs> let the whole world know. And you're like, you know what? You, sometimes you're smart, but sometimes I'm smarter. And then I just want to let everybody know who the and real thinker I'm, is. Sometimes behind. I'm not so smart. Sometimes there's two farmers in the goddamn jail. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, that's a good inside joke. That um, we were at a party and uh, my dad was <laughs> talking with this guy and he was autistic or something. No, you know, he, he was wrecked. He, he was For wrecked, sure. yeah. <laughs> and then he was like, yeah. <laughs> my dad was asking, oh, do you still live around here? And he goes, no, I live out in blah, blah, blah. You know, it's it's like a farmer in the Dell out there. And then my dad just paused for a second. And he goes, you know, sometimes there's two farmers in the Dell. And everybody just busted out laughing because this guy is <laughs> like a fool. And he's trying to understand what my dad's saying. And my dad's just making a joke at his expense. 
just totally oblivious to my dad. <laughs> what my dad was trying to say was like, I don't give a fuck what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> Get right out of now. my face. <laughs> But he said it politely and entertaining. He like he was entertained by the way his delivery, you know. And then, like a lot of times, that's where we get our wittiness from. You, you obviously, we inherit our sar- sarcasm and our wit yeah, from sure. both our parents. It's not like yeah, well, mom, it's different that if you have we one parent. I mean, that's, we, we were raised on sarcasm. I was going to say it's different if you have one parent that's that way, but then you have two of them, and then they have that competition that we were telling we explained like in a band that's almost like what mom and and pop had they had that respect competition they were always trying to outdo each other with wittiness and sarcasm and all that and hence you have us (laughs) afterwards yeah pop would be working on the car hey pop what are you doing I'm building a rocket. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) Good luck with that. I get the picture. Moving on. (laughs) All right. So we talked about episode one. We talked about the nickname. We talked about guest number one, Gary Clapper. We talked about uh, Juan Montoya. I'm buying his album. It it looks awesome. The cover art. Correction. Uh, and it's EP, called EP, Maiden yeah. Voyage. And the second EP that he just released when we did the actual podcast was Stallone's. So there's two EPs. One's an instrumental, which is Stallone's. The other one is not an instrumental. That would be the Maiden Voyage, which he actually did the cover art for. So, you know. All right. So who was the guest after Gary? I know I, I had to skip you said over something. We already did that. It was George after Gary. And then, so who was after George? Um, so you actually want me to start looking stuff up now because I, I mean, oh, I thought you had your computer open. <laughs> my computer is open, but I have a, a screen of our waves, and I'm actually doing engineering and production as we literally speak. Ah, uh, I, w- I was hoping that you would have that popped up. Well, uh, because well, I was hoping that we're I we're be what we're 17 episodes in, brother. As I'm looking through stuff but you know you there's people in hell wanting ice water right so it's okay <laughs> would you care to go over that shit in one hand and wish in the other <laughs> see which fills up first <laughs> no i'm totally thrown so anyway that's definitely gonna have to be edited because now i have to pull the whole fucking thing up to see who was the next guest, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I thought I thought there was... That I, <laughs> I, I memorized that it. I, I get it. No, that's why I asked you. You sent me screenshots. Remember yeah. I asked you if you could have... So then why the fuck open? are you asking me? You're supposed to know. Because. I figured that's why I sent you the screenshots. <laughs> you tell well. me who the next guest is after George Einstein. <laughs> I don't know. I would have to. I so would have you to would have to look up. at the screenshots that you asked me to send you for no apparent reason other than to humiliate me. <laughs> it's becoming completely apparent now. <laughs> oh, ah, goal shit. achieved. I am totally humiliated. <laughs> I am I desperately want to move on to another topic right. right now. Let's move on to another topic. Okay, the music that I like, right? So let's, I listen to let's everything. Let's do everything I consider you want to do. Eclectic <laughs> in my taste and in, in my music collection. Uh, crap. Uh, well, let's support local music like the, the show is all about. 
freaking Uncle Luke is in our, was in our backyard. He was DJing parties in Liberty City, and he turned into a huge star. What do you mean turn? He he was a huge star when we were smuggling tapes in from school and listening to pop that motherfucking pussy. When we're we should we shouldn't even we haven't even have we don't even have a healthy view of sexuality yet. And now we're hearing oh bitch, but who lick else? my asshole too. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, stay away from the vulgarities. I I I, I hey, barely more concentrate I, on look at what he I don't did even for, know what for this speech does for freedom yet. of speech. This bitch is then what? <laughs> He actually went to court and fought, you know, for for everybody's right for our freedom of speech. Yeah, and if he hadn't done the work right that he party. did, you know, it, it, things could have went a lot different. It wasn't just him. they tried I to mean, censor him. Frank Zappa went before that, and the guy that um, Rob Snyder. I say Rob Snyder, <laughs> but anyway, you know. <laughs> I love Rob Snyder. <laughs> great comedian, great, great actor. Uh, who you call it puts him in all his films? Adam Sandler. <laughs> no, but I was gonna say the, the dude that says, you know, you gotta fight. You for can your do rights. it. <laughs> party. Well, who else? Yes. Who else made it big out of South Florida? Because the scene. No, but the point like is, like you've mentioned before, it's so hard to make it. To, I know that we're stepping all over each other again, but now everybody under gets welcome to the mosh pit. <laughs> exactly, welcome to the mosh pit. But to like get some sense of any kind of thing, it you started the topic of censorship, and I just clarified. It's like Frank Zappa, and you know they they already started that way back. Yeah, they were I already, mean he's amazing, just, yeah. obviously. But of course, you, you mentioned that, that in a previous show, I believe. Yeah, and then people want to go over white, black, whatever. Yeah, so it was already a problem, but we swept it under the rug. And then as soon as Two Live Crew comes, we have to start it up all over again. And now we need a label and on all this shit. Yeah, because why? Because what your your race. Well, I don't. Well, speaking whatever. of black and white, Dictates speaking of black and white, whether or this, not you have this, the right to ex- this flammable to environment of today, exploit sexuality is what it boils down yeah. to. You know, yeah, but no, but good stuff though. Shots out to Uncle Luke. Maybe he could <laughs> come on the show one day. <laughs> um, Rick Ross, he he's from Carroll City. He came from our same neighborhood. Of course, yeah. But I can't think of any money rock bags. People. Yeah, of course you can't. Who's money bags? Rick Ross. Oh, okay. Uh, well, it's not I didn't know an they official called nickname. <laughs> <laughs> it is now. <laughs> Rick Moneybags Ross. <laughs> you get uh, stole for that shit. <laughs> who you finna stole? <laughs> I ain't finna stole nobody. Nobody. <laughs> so many inside Jesus. jokes. So many, so many. But uh, moving so, along, you're the one that's like you. You have the topics. Keep throwing. Hey, them yeah, at me. <laughs> you you took this horse out the barn. Let's now yeah. we're gonna ride it. See, ride it, it motherfucker. Let's fuck this bronco. <laughs> so um, other groups that I like: Cypress Hill, Bone Thugs. The mixtapes was a big thing. One eighty third flea market. We used to go to the one eighty third flea market and pick up mixtapes, which would come out occasionally. Which is just a DJ yelling over music that's already been made. Jam Pony. Yep. Jam Pony Express. Rock, 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 rocking it. Jam Pony. Rock, rock, rocking it. Now, yeah, you fucking definitely wanted to go ghetto with this whole thing. I'm going to lose my whole rock crowd. <laughs> I've been okay, well, doing nothing hey, talking but catering about rock. to Remember the whole when time. We, hey, <laughs> I actually 
I actually got to practice and practice with chalk and with dust to dust. And remember, uh, enter the Sandman. We were doing the cover on that, and I would sing that crap just because you were interim with a, with not having a singer. So yes. I, I I would actually help you guys practice sometimes. Well, you've always been a natural vocalist, like be it rapping or writing or singing. And like I said, it, that's the weird thing. It's like you have you have all the same things that I do, but the only thing that was different is like you never had your head in the clouds. It's, for whatever reason, you just never had that I want to be famous thing, you know. But yeah. in, inadvertently, I'll make you famous. <laughs> I'm pointing a double barrel shotgun full of dimes at you right a now. A buck 80. Have you ever seen what a buck 80 can do, yeah. man? Yeah. And you know what? I got a buck 80 pointing right out your head. <laughs> ah, but moving along. So, uh, you're, yeah. Okay. You're... Moving and staying with the, with the local scene and the, and the rock crowd. I don't know if you mentioned this on your previous show, but we were actually running an open mic night for a guy named Adam down in Hollywood, down the main strip in Hollywood, right next to the pizza place. Uh, it was called the Megabyte Cafe at the time. And we used to run a, and do all kinds of uh, on the Hollywood strip. covers. Yeah, and you're, and you're absolutely right there. And that was another one. I, I always, like I said, man, no matter what I'm doing, I always call... Call on you. <laughs> Calling. You can call on, on you. me like one, I, two, three. You had one song, there. I had another. I was thinking about that Striper song. Calling <laughs> on you. But anyway, shit, man. That, uh, we've been. All right. Uh, That's we, enough. We've That's always. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Forget. Forget the heart to heart. I was about to open up to. Oh, right. go ahead. Go. That should be no, censored. no, no. This this show is not for heart to heart. Fuck you. I don't. <laughs> this give is a, a hardcore mosh pit. <laughs> if we're lucky, you'll fucking choke on that fucking plum you might be eating right now. <laughs> and I'll never have to have you in, in in any of my endeavors ever again. Oh shit. Welp. I'll see you when I get back from Cuba. Say hi to Castro for me. <laughs> We're such a young, the idiot. young Paul and Ron Brewer ripoff. Man, those guys are my heroes. Those guys, before it was just podcasts with Strictly Talking... I would want. I'd like to hear them talk more than I like the music that they were playing on the show. Well, when they were truthful, on Zeta, they were already doing Ron. podcasts before podcasts was a thing. They were just doing it on air, but now everybody gets it, you know. And and yeah. I'm sure they used to talk about it. it's like. <laughs>